morning. If I haven't had the privilege to meet you, my name, like Ken said, is Carrie, and I am his wife of, in July, it'll be 23 years. That's bonkers. It is bonkers. So anyway, so like Ken said, we, this is the fourth week of the Scent series. How many of you have enjoyed it? I've been challenged. Last week especially, that scent mentality. Man, I, I struggle with that, not because I... I, I don't want to be sent, but because I get distracted. Do you know what I'm saying? All these other things start coming in my mind, and man, start praying for that sent mentality. So about, I don't know, two or three months ago, um, Ken had asked, and he's like, hey, I, you know, I don't, I don't have anything to speak on on this. Would you consider um, speaking on Palm Sunday? And I'm always, anytime, he tries to get me to speak a lot, and I'm always like, if God tells me I need to say something, I'll say it. But until then, no. <laughs> no. Okay, so he said, you can, you can do, say, you know, whatever you want, or you can add on to the, because at that point, the Scent series was only three weeks. He said, you can make it four. And, okay, so fast forward to about a month and a half ago, I was reading through the devotional in the one-year Bible, and I was on Mark 6. And it came alive to me like it's never have before. It was such a weighty, like a, oh my gosh. And I knew, I'm like, okay, yes, I have to communicate. I have to communicate scent, and, and this is it. So, <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> so, all right, hey, before we get into it, um, would you pray with me? Oh, Father, this morning is yours. I'm the instrument, you are the musician. Would you come and play the song that you want to play? My hands are open, my mouth is yours, my heart is yours, my hands are yours, my mind is yours. Holy Spirit, would you speak to us this morning that we may be more and more like Jesus? And it's in your name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, so well, let's just get into it. So our chat, where I'm reading from this morning, is Mark 6. It's in your notes, but if you would like to turn into your Bibles to see proof that it really is there, go ahead and do that. Mark 6, and it's also on the screen, I think. So Mark is in the New Testament, Matthew's the first book of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark. So if you go to the middle of the Bible, you go a little bit to the right and you'll come to Mark. Starting at verse 7, here we go. And he, Jesus, called his twelve disciples together and began sending them out two by two, giving them authority to cast out evil spirits. He told them to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. No food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. So there are four things from just these actually four verses that came down on me. 
And the first one, and so if you hear nothing else this morning, this is the one I want you to hear, that you are sent. You are sent. Steve, you are sent. You've been sent. Deanna, you have been sent. Mason, you have been sent. I have been sent. It's not just Ken. Do you know what Ken's job is? He's a pastor, and yes, has he been sent? Yes, 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 but get this. It's in your notes, Ephesians 4. Now these are the gifts Christ gives to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Ken's job is to equip you and I who are sent. Do you get that? So what you need to know and what you need to pray about is where is your where? It's number one. Where's your where? Because you are sent. If you're alive and breathing, you're sent. This is my where. This is Green Springs Elementary in Green Springs. I have been in this building working for nine years for the last four years. Go to the next one. Look at that. Isn't that incredible? This is my library. It's not mine, but that's where I work. You guys, this is my mission field. Okay? This is where I have been sent. I get a paycheck from it. Bonus. It's not that big, but you know what? That's just a bonus. This is where I've been sent. Ken has not been sent to Green Springs Elementary. He's not even allowed in the building. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not the missionary in your field. Okay? If you work at Walmart, you know your coworkers, I don't. If you work at Heinz, you know your coworkers, I don't. If you're retired, you know your friends. I don't. You have been said. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. That's you and me. We are missionaries and you have been sent. So you need to pray about that. Where's your where? Now you may be a stay-at-home mom. You're like, I don't work. You may be retired. But here's the thing. You're, like I said before, you're not dead. You've still been sent. You go to, uh, I don't know about you, but I go to Walmart way too much. And you see the same greeters, don't you? You see the same people who check you out. If you go to restaurants, you, we, we tend to go to the, we, dude, we go to Wendy's. It's really bad. We go to Wendy's a lot, and we see the same servers. I go to the library so much, they know me by name. They actually know my car. When I pull up, they get out my books because... I know them by name and they know me by name. So if you are retired, if you are a stay-at-home mom, you still have been sent. Maybe that Walmart greeter, you need to be like, hey, I see you almost every day. It's really sad. What is your name? How can I pray for you? And then start praying for them. And then when you go into Walmart the next time, hey, Francis, I've been praying for you. How are you doing? You 
Ken sent. It's not just Ken. It's not just Aaron. It's me. And it's you. Okay? Jesus sent out his 12 disciples. Let's keep going. Second thing. Still in verse 7. And he called his 12 disciples together and he began sending them out. He sent them out two by two. Okay, think about this. He sent them out two by two. He could have sent them out one at a time. They would have gone to 12 different locations. They would have doubled. They would have gone farther and they would have gone faster had they gone by themselves. But Jesus didn't do that. So when he does something, he's doing it for a reason. He sent them out together. In two by two. So here's the significance. Where's your where? Who's your who? Who are you with? Who's your pair? Ken is not my who. Because Ken is not in my field. Ken, okay, God is my number one, always. Ken is my number two. My children are my number three, and you all fall in there somewhere after that. (laughs) But when it comes to me being sent, I can talk to Ken about how things are going, and he can pray with me, but he is not there. He just kind of nods and smiles. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, but he's not there. It's the same thing for you, unless you work with your spouse, which is awesome. Good for you. Um, lucky duck. Well, if, they're, if they love Jesus, that is. But, okay. Anyway, so you need, to, you need to pray about, figure out, here's the second point, who's your who? Who's your who? This? He's going to put her up there. Okay, this is my who. You guys, God has been so gracious to me at Green Springs. There are a handful of people that I know I can turn to and who will pray for me, encourage me, but there is something about this woman right here. She is my pair. She's in the building with me every day. I I see her every day with my eyeballs, but I don't talk to her every day. I can't. I'm doing my job. She's doing her job. We're like ships in the night. But there are three reasons why I need her. And number one, I need her to lift up my arms. I need her to encourage me, and she's so good at it. Over the last especially seven years since I went full-time in that building, there have been so many times where I've literally run. We do not run at Greenspings Elementary in the building, but I totally have. I have run to her room and Without even saying a word, she'll just hold on, and then she'll pray for me. And it's important. She lifts my arms. In Exodus 17, there's, it talks, um, we're in in Moses. So Moses is, he is, um, he's leading the Israelites, which are the Jewish people. They're the very beginning. Thousands and thousands of them out of slavery, and they're going, and now they're, they're conquering lands, and they're fighting and stuff like this. Okay, good stuff. So in Exodus 17, the Israelites are battling the Amalekites, and Moses is up on a hill watching, and he's seeing that if he keeps his hands up, the Israelites are winning and the Amalekites are losing. 
Okay, can you imagine, because he was a human, his arms were going to get tired, and they did. Do you ever, when Ken asks us to pray for people, and he's like, stretch out your arm. That's how he says it too, stretch out your arm. So we stretch out our arms, and do any of you ever kind of like, yes, Lord. (laughs) Do you do this? Or is it just me? Maybe it's just me. And sometimes I'm like, okay, we've blessed him. Can Can we do this now? Okay. Moses was human, so as long as he kept his hands up, the Amalekites were losing, okay? So the time goes by, and this is incredible. Moses wasn't alone. He had his brother Aaron, and he had another dude named Hur, H-U-R. And in Exodus 17, it says, this is in your notes, as long as Moses held up his arms, the Israelites won. But when he put his arms down, because they got tired, the Amalekites started winning. When Moses' arms grew tired, Aaron and Hur, dude, they're on their game, brought a stone for him to sit on. While they stood beside him and held up his arms, holding them steady until the sun went down. In this way, Joshua totally defeated the Amalekites. There are times at Green Springs Elementary, because I'm a human, that I get tired. And, and my, my who comes and holds up my arms. You don't, don't do this alone. He sent us out two by two. Something else she does. Okay, so when she walks by the library, because um, I really don't go down her wing, she'll walk by, and sometimes she'll do this. And this is the indication. This is our sign language, the two of us. This is the struggling And I do that sometimes, like if I'm walking down the hallway and she's passing, and usually she's got 22 six-year-olds right behind her, so we can't stop and talk and pray and encourage. She does this. And what that tells me is I need to pray for her, and we're keeping each other accountable. She lifts me up, I lift her up, and we keep each other accountable. I'm struggling, man. I am not making good decisions. And I know I need to start praying for her, and if she does that to me, I know that she's going to start praying for me. Okay? We keep each other accountable. And also, we tag team. So there's one one person specifically, though there's lots of people at Green Springs that I'm praying for as students and teachers and staff and stuff like that, but there's one person person specifically, that doggone it, she needs to come to Jesus. (laughs) And we'll talk about that in a little bit, that I gotta let her go, but there have been so many times, not just with this person, but where I will pray for someone or talk to someone, then I'll go and let Tori know, hey, this is going on, I did this, I'm just letting you know, and then she, oh, She'll jump on the wagon, and she'll start. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? We do it together. We tag team. Guys, I don't know that I could do and be who I am if I didn't have my pair at Green Springs. Who's your who? Is there a face that's coming to your mind? Some of you may be like, um, I work with heathens. Or you're a stay-at-home mom. You know, what, you know what my response to that is? Get in the life group. 
That's what a life group is. You hold each other up. You encourage each other. It's not just sitting and reading the Bible, though. That's important. But it's talking about what's going on. How can I pray for you? You need to do better. I'm holding you accountable. Get in a life group. If there's not one that you want to be in, start one. I want to start a puzzle life group. Does it? group except we have to finish them we cannot not okay we could sit around and do puzzles and talk to each other how are you doing what are you struggling with how can I pray for you let's look at scripture oh this is what you need to be doing you know we keep each other accountable I'm telling you who's your who where's your where because you have one who's your who side note I, I don't want to go too long it should not your who should not be someone of the opposite gender Here's why. The enemy will use anything he can to defeat you. And if I start confiding in a man, a piece of my heart can go there. I'm telling you, you, you just kind of connect with them, and, and then the devil would come in and he'd be like, he listens to you so much better than your husband. He understands you so much better than Ken does. Don't do it. If the, if the other Christian in your building is, is the person of the opposite gender, start praying that God would provide one for them and someone for you, okay? Just don't go there. It's not okay. Okay, let's keep going. Um, next one, uh, starting at verse 8. He told them, Jesus told them, to take nothing for their journey except a walking stick. No food, no traveler's bag, no money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but not to take a change of clothes. Can we just talk about he allowed them to wear sandals? He said, I'll throw you a bone. I'll let you wear shoes. No extra underwear. I mean, come on, you know. No money, no driver's license, no identification, no deodorant, nothing. But you can wear some shoes. This is, this is what spoke to me. Okay, why? Imagine the miracles that they must have seen. Yes, he gave them authority and he's given it to you and I to cast out evil spirits and to heal the sick and, and all the things. Those are miracles. But imagine the provision they must have seen. They saw God provide food day after day after day. They saw God provide shelter day after day after day. How many times, oh, Father, I'm so sorry. How many times do I rob God of his ability to come through in a miraculous way because I just, I'll just do it myself. Maybe it's just me, but okay. He, he let, I'll let you wear some shoes. Okay. The other thing he did let them take is a walking stick. And this is, there you, that's a pretty cool one. Yeah. Looks like it's got a little oil on it. Okay. What's your what? They had a walking stick. What's your what? And this is what I mean. It's something that's already in your hands. 
What has God already given you? It's, it's already there because he has equipped you. He has given you things. He's giving you experiences. They're not my experiences. They're totally different from mine. They're yours. He's given you problems that have created strength, right? It's your history. That's, that's what you have in your hands. And you can use it for his glory. Some of the things that are in my hands, what's my what? I have struggled with depression for years and years and years. In Jesus' name, I'm healed of it. Okay? Yeah, you can keep praying that. That is something. Let's say today I am healed of that. It's still part of who I am. It's my history. So when people come to me at Green Springs Elementary, and it happens all the time, especially in this day and age, people, it's part of who I am, and I can, oh my gosh, yes. It's who I am. It's what's in my hand. It's what God has given me. Something else? I have, I have struggled with bulimia. I've overcome it, but it's something that I'll have to deal with for the rest of my life. It's just something that I have to know. No. It's in my hands. It's part of who I am, and I use it for his glory. Okay? Something else, God, for some reason, it is his, man, he's made me magnetic. And, and I don't mean that like, you, you carry. Please, no. <laughs> it, it, Green Springs Elementary, for some reason, people just come in. Yes, the children, but the staff, they just come in and they sit down and they just start talking to me. I don't invite them. I don't stand at the door and say, come to me. They just do it. But that's something that's in my hand that God has given me. Okay, hear me. I, I don't compare what's in my hands with what's in your hands. Because God has equipped you for where you are. He's given you a history and experiences and giftings. What is your what? And how can you use it for his glory? Okay? Lastly, and, the, and this is another one. I, all four of these were just like, <clears throat> okay. Verse 10, Jesus speaking. Wherever you go, he said, stay in the same house until you leave town. But if any place refuses to welcome you or listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. Number four, who do you need to release? That person at Green Springs... I'm not going to tell you who she is. I have. I've been obedient. Now I need to just, I need to let her go. I'm not saying I need to just bell to you. No, 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 no. My heart is, I am still going to pray for her. I'm going to still love her and listen to her, but I'm, I can't. Keep pushing, because it's not helpful. 
Those of us who have children, especially the older they get, you know when you argue with your child, and I'm right, doggone it, I'm the parent, but we still argue with them, right? And we go round and round and round and round and round and round and round. Does it make the situation better? Nope. Does it turn their heart toward me? No. In a lot of situations, obviously parenting is different than bringing people to Jesus, but in a lot of situations, I need to trust that I've said what I need to say, and now I've just got to step away. Okay? Because it's not changing their mind. There are some people in our lives that we just have to let go. It could be a spouse. It could be your children. I don't know, but hear me. We still love them. We lift them up. We are there. But poking, 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 preaching, preaching. You got to shake the dust and let it go. All right. I want to do this. Would you... Would you bow your heads? I just want to take a few minutes. I want you to reflect and pray and answer these questions. Where's your where? Where's your where? Father, show us. Show us where you've sent us, the field that's white with harvest, the people. Reveal that. Where's your where? Who is your who? Who needs you to lift them up? Who do you have that could lift you up? Father, I pray that those who don't have someone that you would provide, Father. It is not, it's not your will that we do this alone. Provide. Who's your who? What's your what? What has God already given you what's already in your hands God our hands are open it's yours it's all yours Lord I struggled with this one what, what, what have you already gifted me with pray that you would reveal that to them as they go out from these walls and throughout their day, show them, hey, this is what I've given you. This is what you've got. Show them what's your what. And lastly, Father, who do they need to release? Lord, we give these people to you. They're yours. 
It is not your will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But Father, sometimes we get in the way. We release them to you. In Jesus' name. All right, you can open your eyes. So I would be remiss if I did, is that the word? Yes. <laughs> if I did not go on to say this, the good news that we have to share, we are sent. And here's the good news. This is why at Green Springs Elementary, I've had so many people tell me that they're like, they know when I'm not having a good day because apparently I smile all the time. I just walk around and I'm just happy. And this is why. It's because of God. Here's the thing. God is holy. He is without fault. He loves us so much. But here's the thing. Just like a parent has to discipline their child, God is perfect and there, there needs to be, he's just. There's justice. And you and I and Ken, I'm married to him. I know we have all sinned. So here's the good news. Jesus came to earth, lived a perfect life, willingly laid down himself to take upon the punishment that Carrie DeChant should be taking on. He took it on himself. He took on your punishment. Willingly. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Imagine that. And then he rose again. And because of his sacrifice, we, we are forgiven. So when, so when my father, who is perfect, looks at me, he no longer sees Carrie, who is sin-stained and gross. He sees clean because of the person of Jesus. And because of that, I can have joy. And this is why I'm sent to tell everyone, that Walmart employee, do you know, have you heard yet? We have to go and share. So maybe you're here this morning and maybe you're that person who's been poked and prodded. Oh, I apologize. Maybe you're here kicking and screaming. But maybe today's the day that you realize that God loves you and because of Jesus, you can be forgiven. Don't go to sleep on me. Bow your heads one more time. If that's you this morning, it is this simple. We confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We confess with our mouth that we have messed up. Oh, Father, I confess I have lied. I have pride in my heart. I judge, dude. I'm so judgy, Father. All the sin in me, I don't deserve it, but I ask in the name of Jesus because of his death and resurrection that you would forgive me and wash me clean. 
I want to live for you and bring glory to you because you're so good forever and ever and ever. That's it. And now you are made new. All right, you can open your eyes. I challenge you, if you, if that is you this morning, on those connection cards, could you write that on the back to let, let us know so that way we can, can pray with you and for you? But here's the thing. Now you have to go and tell people about it. You have to go and say, hey, you guys. <laughs> if you don't know, you need to know. God is good. He loves you. He's forgiven you too. You just got to ask him. That's it. You're a missionary. You've been sent. Where's your where? Who's your who? What's your what? And who do you need to release? Would you stand? There will be um, people at the back. Oh, look, it's Andrew. He's awesome. He's going to have buckets if you'd put your um, connection cards in there when you leave. But before you do, oh, and there's going to be prayer partners here up at the end, too. I forgot to say that in the first service. Excuse me. Before you go, though, I want to bless you. I bless, and even online, I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. I bless you that you would be sent and know where you're sent and go in power and authority and joy. I bless you that you would find out who your who is and be so connected to each other and hold each other up for his glory. I bless you that you would use what God has already given you. I bless you to let go and let God. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.